Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Casual Keto Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Wickham Simons, and I'm the Casual Keto Doctor. On today's show, I want to go over how my week has been. I also want to do a great product review on a salty, savory type snack that you can incorporate if you'd like to. It's a cool product, and we'll be talking about that. And then the main body of information that I want to talk about today, I want to talk about alcohol consumption and the keto diet. I get this question a lot, and I think I can simplify the subject for you and make it easy to incorporate into your life. So we'll go over that. Now, I'm here in my offices in Durham, North Carolina. It's a sunny, hot day. It's going to be in the high 90s. I actually don't mind the heat. I really don't like the cold, so it's not bothering me. I know some of you don't like the heat. Don't worry. We have change of seasons here in North Carolina, and that's what's cool about this state. And so the cooler weather will be here soon enough. So let's look back at my week, all the good things I did, maybe the bad things and the challenges I faced. You know, this is the week after Memorial Day. And so that whole Memorial Day holiday and that Memorial Day weekend carries a lot of chances to get off your keto diet because you're in this kind of celebratory atmosphere with family and friends. And so, you know, during the week leading up to that, I didn't really have any problems staying on a keto diet. Like many weeks before that I've talked to you about, I worked long hours and I took with me the things to work. I planned ahead and took with me the things that I was going to eat. So there wasn't any challenge there. I went through that fine. The weekend came and I went to the beach. I have a a beach house at Oak Island. And uh, so I went to the beach and I actually did good there just because you know, it's Memorial Day and those sort doesn't to me change really what I'm going to eat. So I went out to eat every night when I was there, but I went to restaurants that offered a variety of things. So I did get seafood all three nights, but I got seafood that wasn't fried and I got on the side of vegetables instead of French fries. You know, as far as the alcohol consumption, I don't make that a big part of these kind of weekends. I really you know, don't, I'm beyond the age where, you know, I purposely want to drink a lot. Those sort of things are in my past. So it's not unusual for me to have a drink, you know, on the evenings of these sort of weekends. And so this particular weekend, just because of the temperature, it was high. My consumption of alcoholic beverages was confined primarily to light beer. And I'll single out the brand that, you know, I happen to like Miller Lite a little better than the other light beers. They're not paying me anything to say that. I just like the taste of it a little better. And they're very clear about how many grams of carbohydrates are in a 12-ounce can. And I believe it's uh, 3.6, be wrong, maybe it's 3.4, but either one of the two. The bottom line is, you know, in a typical evening like this past weekend, I might have uh, two of those over the course of the evening. And that, you know, is a total of less than or about seven grams of carbs. And that's the worst thing I do, well, then it's not so bad. We'll talk a little more about that in the rest of the show coming up and how you can avoid pitfalls when you're having something to drink. So my week all in all went well. I did not attend a barbecue on Monday or anything like that. But when I do attend a barbecue, typically I'll get, for example, the hot dogs and hamburgers. I'll just do it without a bun. And I put the normal toppings on there like chili and cheese and mustard and that sort of thing. And I just eat it with a fork and knife. I don't know how you do it, but that's an easy way for me to do it. 
again, if they have salad, I'll get something like salad, but I won't eat potato salad. I won't eat potato chips and that sort of thing. Cause that's just a, you know, sources of carbohydrate you don't need. And there's other alternatives usually available at barbecues anyway. Some of the things you might want to look at when you're at a barbecue is the sauces that you're available to put on the cooked products. Ketchup in particular is very high in sugar. And so I would try to avoid that. And I feel the same way about barbecue sauces and steak sauces. Mustard and mayonnaise are always going to be safe. Hot sauce is fine. And so that's just a little tip to help you with barbecues in the future. Because, you know, we still have 4th of July coming up. We'll have Labor Day coming up. And those will be opportunities again where you're most likely going to run into a barbecue and you need to know what to do there. So that being said, let's talk a little bit about the product that I want to highlight this week. So this was brought to me by one of my staff members who was recently on a trip and she found them while on the trip and uh, I had not seen them before. So I had a chance to try them. So there's kind of a famous diet and fitness guy whose name is Robert Irvine, I-R-V-I-N-E. And he makes various bars and snacks that are protein-based and fairly low in carbohydrates for people to enjoy. And he encourages you to cook healthy and eat healthy and work out and this sort of thing. So in his line of products, he's come out with what's called Robert Irvine's Fit Crunch Protein Puffs. So they're like uh, cheese puffs that you would get in the grocery store, except they're made with milk protein. So a snack size bag of these only has two grams of carbohydrate and it's got 20 grams of protein and they have three flavors and the, the flavors are a cheddar cheese and then a, a barbecue and then a sour cream and onion. And I found these to be fantastic. They tasted very similar to the real thing without any funny aftertaste or anything like that. It's the best tasting salty snack product that I've seen. It's kind of crunchy, you know, like a chip or something like that. It really is uh, very good. And these are new. So I, you might not find them in vitamin stores yet. I went last night to a vitamin shop to ask them if they had them. And they said, no, but we anticipate getting them. You can now get them on Amazon. I looked it up last night. They're available for order on Amazon. And if you're the kind of person that likes that salty, crunchy sort of thing, and you want to do it like a potato chip or something, this is an excellent product. And I think it would fit perfectly into a ketogenic lifestyle. Now, we're going to move on to the main segment and talk about alcohol. So this is a subject that a lot of people, as I've noted, have questions about. And my answer about whether or not you can consume it, because look, I mean, let's face it, many patients who come see me just assume, well, you know, alcohol is bad, right? You can't have that while on a diet and I have to give that up. And my answer to them is, no, it's really the way you do it. You don't have to give it up, but there's a few things you need to know. So just, you know, a quick overview of the keto diet. Remember, we're trying to get into a state of ketosis and that's pretty easily achieved by consuming about 75% of your calories from fat, 20% from protein, and about 5% from carbohydrates. And that's a general guide. It doesn't have to be exactly like that to get into ketosis. You can have less fat and more protein in many cases, but that's a good benchmark to shoot for. The key is you want to eliminate the carbohydrates, and that's the biggest part. So in that context, where people make a mistake on alcohol is that they really put things in the alcohol or buy alcohol with things added to it that are sugary and full of carbohydrate and that are going to take you out of a state of ketosis. So 
the way that alcohol affects the body is that your body views it as a toxin. And so when you take it in, it's going to stop its normal kind of digestive and, and energy producing processes and metabolize that alcohol through the liver into other compounds that are then excreted by the kidney through the urine. So it kind of puts everything on hold. So if you're in a fat burning mode and you have some alcohol, you put that fat burning on hold. You don't necessarily raise your insulin level, however. So insulin is when it goes up is what puts you out of ketosis. So it doesn't act like a typical carbohydrate in this sense. Now, what people do is they say, well, okay, I'm going to have some alcohol. Why don't I have some whiskey, for example? Okay, well, whiskey by itself doesn't have sugar in it. It just has the alcohol. So to make it taste better, people add something like soda. Common thing is like Coca-Cola, for example. And this is where the error occurs. You see, they have that, and then it is the sugar there that raises the insulin level that throws you out of ketosis. Now, if you had you know, the whiskey with a Diet Coke, for example, which has no sugar, or if you just had it plain over the rocks, your body would metabolize the alcohol. It would stop what it was doing in terms of burning fat, metabolize the alcohol so that you could excrete that through your kidneys and get rid of it. And then it resumes the fat burning process. And so this is, think of it as slowing down your fat burning when you do it the right way, but not putting you out of ketosis. This is the way I encourage people to do it. First of all, do it in moderation. It's not necessary to drink a large amount of alcoholic beverages because if you're doing that, you got a problem in the first place. You don't, you know, I'm not here encouraging people to be alcoholics. I don't want them to do that. But alcohol, let's face it, has been part of the human diet since the beginning of time. And people have done it, or drank some for various reasons. And our body is accustomed to this. The key is to not overdo it. So if you would like to have some, I don't mind that you would have it for example, again, a liquor like, say, vodka, gin, bourbon, uh, whiskeys, and look, rum in its native form that with nothing else added to it. These kind of things over the rocks or with diet drinks are fine with me. You can have those in small amounts, and it's not a problem. As far as, say, wine and beer, I've mentioned the fact that I had some light beer over the weekend. Well, I would definitely suggest a light beer, and I would limit myself to two 12-ounce serving sizes on an evening where you would do that. I generally tell patients on wine that as long as it's not a sweet wine. So in other words, if it's like a Merlot or a Cabernet, or if it's you know in the white wines, say a Chardonnay or a Sauvignon Blanc, those don't have added sugar to them. And they're going to have about, you know, essentially one gram of carb per ounce. So if you're eight ounces or under, during an evening, I think that's fine. So two four ounce glasses, and those aren't huge glasses, but again, you're trying to moderate what you're doing. So I still think that allows you some wiggle room there to have that, to enjoy it, but not overdo it. And all of that should not keep you out of ketosis. So the kind of other point I want to make generally about alcohol for a lot of people, it's not true of all, everybody's a little bit different, but for the most part, when people consume alcoholic beverages, it lowers their inhibitions. So this is really, we've seen that in a lot of our friends or maybe in ourselves at times over the years, but like people don't typically think of this in regards to food. They don't think of having lowered inhibitions around food. But if you closely examine yourself, I think you'll find that when you've had 
uh, some amount of alcohol, you consume more food than you would if you didn't have the alcohol. And so this is something you have to be mindful of and be careful about is to say, okay, I'm going to watch myself a little more closely. I'm going to limit the amount of alcohol that I have. I'm, I briefly mentioned this, and then I'm going to watch how that affects me around food. I'm not going to overeat because my inhibitions are lowered. So I think you need to kind of go into those sort of scenarios with the strategy and planning to execute that strategy, if you will. And I think you'll find that in terms of managing your weight, managing your health, a good way to go. Now, having said all that, I want to make one final point. And I think this is one that everyone kind of knows. You got to drink responsibly. So I'm talking about this and I'm kind of, you know, making the point of here's kind of how to do it in a moderate way. Well, there are some people who just, once they get started, they don't know how to flip the stop button. And if you're that person, then I really recommend that you don't, that you just eliminate alcoholic beverages. Because if this is a real weakness for you, you know, giving you a little bit of this is only going to lead to you doing a lot more than you need to do. And that's harmful to your body and harmful to other people. And I don't want to encourage that. So always drink responsibly. And if you're going to drink, do not drive, get someone else to drive you. So I think everyone understands that point. So the takeaway, small amount of alcohol or alcohol, moderate amounts is fine as long as you're not adding sweet stuff to it. Now, remember that any type of weight loss can be a sensitive thing. So stay encouraged, allow for lapses, always be patient, make sure to read more about this topic and others, and listen to other podcasts online at thecasualketodoctor.com. I like to end every show by asking for your friendship. I really want to benefit you, support you, and be there for you like a good friend would. I want to remind you that I'm not your actual medical doctor, and I hope you feel comfortable enough to seek out further guidance on any of the things that we've discussed. All of the information I've shared is my own opinion. You don't have to agree or love it. Please know it's not to replace medical advice that you should seek from your own doctor. I always encourage you to consult a doctor with your own individual needs to properly gain the treatment and guidance you need. All right. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us online at thecasualketodoctor.com. That's C-A-S-U-A-L-K-E-T-O-D-O-C-T-O-R.com. And follow us on Instagram at thecasualketodoctor.